Hello and welcome. My name's Ben. I'm the CEO of Charlie HR, and this is the Culture Ops Podcast. We're the podcast that's trying to lift the lid on the challenging situations that affect your business and your culture on a daily basis. Let's get into it. So we're going to begin today's episode, and um, I want to introduce uh, Perry Lewis, CEO of Mastered. Hi, Perry. How are you? I'm I'm doing okay in this bizarrest of all the weeks. Yeah, so it, it is a bit of a bizarre week. Um, we're seven days into enforced working from home um, in the midst of this coronavirus outbreak, and um, I feel like the same is is true for you guys. You guys are remote, a remote company anyway, but um, uh, your team are all distributed. Talk us through that. Yeah, that's right. So we've been working as a remote team for about about 15 months. Um, we're not strictly 100% remote because we're. I, I kind of think about us as a blended team. We work together kind of half a day a week in London um, in a nice venue. Um, and so we do come together in person. I think it's been, that's been really important. And so we're, we're also, despite being remote and now going into a period where we're all a hundred percent remote. So some, some mm. new challenges for us as well. Yeah. Nice. And so before we get into it, tell us a bit about what master does. Yeah, of course. So we essentially help creative professionals perform in the new world of work. Um, and what that looks like is essentially learning experiences that are a mixture of one-to-one coaching, mentoring, um, content, so insight from kind of legendary industry, wonderful people, um, and all packaged in some beautiful technology, just to mean that the experience that you have is super seamless. So when we we work in the creative industries um, specifically, and we specifically work with professionals, so it's people who are um, at a point in their career or their life where they want to accelerate or grow it in some way. Um, we work with individuals and we work with businesses. Amazing. So, uh, Perry, you and I, we were meant to be having a conversation uh, that we had in the diary for a, for a few weeks, and it was around uh, leadership style. And and then all the coronavirus stuff happened, and we were going to pos- postpone it, but we thought, well, let's have it anyway. And let's talk about our leadership styles in, in I guess, yeah, time of, a time of crisis. Mm-hmm. I certainly feel as a leader in a business that there's a ton more pressure and stress on me and that my team kind of need me more than ever. And so getting that style right, uh, stepping up to the plate and giving to your team what they clearly need from us in this moment of need has kind of never been more important. And so I feel like this is a really relevant conversation to have. And so where I wanted to start was talk me through, I guess, how you felt over the last couple of weeks as, as this, this crisis, this virus, and I guess how we uh, as a world and as a country are responding to it, as all of that's unfolded, how have you felt sitting in your position as a CEO of a business? What do, what do you feel like your responsibilities are and, and how has it affected you? Hmm. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's such a good question. I think um, there's a, I mean, there's a whole conversation here about the role of a CEO and what your duties are. 
I think immediately it's to our people and I and I think about our people as our immediate team um our kind of extended community of kind of freelancers uh, and people who support us all the way through to our clients um, and our participants or on our programs and so for me the last couple of weeks the most important thing has just been thinking about all those different user groups and what we're doing to support them mm. um I do feel like I feel in a really very privileged position in that we have been thinking about leadership for a, a good few years now and I've kind of had I've had the question of um, how do you how do you build and grow leaders for the new world in my head for a couple of years and so actually I feel like we I feel weirdly able to have interesting conversations about this and be able to tackle it myself because it's almost like we've been preparing it we've been preparing for it for a little while so just to give that some context um a couple of years ago we realized that one of the most interesting areas that we could look at supporting our um, our clients and our participants with is leadership skills um and so we sent set out a little bit of a a tour around the world speaking with interviewing and featuring um a huge number of wonderful wonderful people who kind of do this as their business so everyone from example um patty mccord the ex-talent director of netflix she features uh, she helped us build kind of our curriculum um speaking to her about how she built netflix and their um and their ecosystem of people uh, through to Camille Fournier, who was the CTO at Rent the Runway, um, through to Ben Hammersley, futurologist. Like I've had all these wonderful, interesting conversations about like what it means to be a leader, and so I feel quite equipped <laughs> right now, which I'm very, very grateful for. I've also had a coach for like the last couple of years, who have, who has really helped me think about this. And one of the questions that you were um, we were going to talk about again before this happened was like was there like a moment that changed things for me as a as a leader and actually like I was reflecting on it and there is a moment that I, I feel was really pivotal to me and it feels quite relevant to now which is um I've always had a really uh, coaching approach to leadership um that's just my natural tendency and so it's where I kind of sit the most and I remember talking to my coach about a, a challenge that I was having and she just she said to me Perry um, if your house is on fire, what you don't do is try and like coach someone out of the building. <laughs> your job is to like point to the door, tell them to get out and give them the instructions that they need right now. And I took that on board and was like, God, there's, there's so many situations actually that I have kind of applied my, the coaching style that I'm very comfortable with to a situation and it has sometimes it works really well for some people in some situations and other times it hasn't. And I feel like in this world that we're in right now, there's actually this kind of really there's an onus on so many leaders to be the person kind of pointing towards the door and saying, this is mm. what we need to do. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any reflections on that from you? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think, you know, in many in many respects, the house is on fire. Mm. Um, you know, we sit in a really fortunate position at Charlie where we're working with thousands of businesses across the UK and the world. And, and we are definitely seeing the pain and some of the challenge that they're going through at the moment. And I think that that's what our teams need from us more than ever at the moment is real clarity, uh, yeah. real clarity and real calmness. Uh, I was talking with someone yesterday about that 
that idea of mirroring, right? So uh, the way that I behave to the people around me is the way is what they're going to throw back at me. And so if I'm standing there reacting to, you know, enforced work from home, uh, self-isolation, you know, the anxiety of not knowing when I'm going to be back in the office, when I'm going to do the things that I normally do in my day. And, you know, coupled with, for many people, the things that they like to spend time doing that helps them look after their mental health and helps them reduce their anxiety are being shut off to them, be that going to a yoga class or seeing friends, uh, you know, we're we're less able to go and do those things you know if my team see me responding to all of that in in an incredibly negative way and starting to lose my cool and um and lose uh lose that clarity and lose that calmness then they're going to behave like that as well you know they're going to mirror what they see from me so in a world where we need our leaders to really understand what the right style is in this moment. How, you know, how, how do leaders go through that thought process of deciding what their teams need from them and, and, and what are the different options that you think that they've got? And I know that you guys have done a lot of work on, on leadership mm-hmm. styles and understanding what the right tool is for the right moment. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think, Oh, I agree with everything that you you said just there. Like we we do have a responsibility to behave in a way that helps others um, know how to behave. Um, I think again, I've spent so many, I've spent a lot of time in in rooms over the last couple of years asking people what they think great leadership is, um, and what are the traits of a great leader, and what almost without without um, exception, what comes back is. Um, four million words under the sun of like what they want a leader to be you have to be both kind and you have to be strict and you have to have a vision but you also need to support people but you need to listen but you also need to direct and what is what kind of tends to come out is like all of these words that just make it completely and utterly overwhelming of like what you need to be as a leader and I guess when we when I talk about leaders, I don't just mean people like CEOs. I mean anyone who is who is leading a group of people in order to achieve an aim. Um, so it can feel really overwhelming. And so what we, um, the way that we have thought about it, and this is um, just something that we have, again, we formulated it with all those great people I mentioned, um, is this idea of like the leader that you need to be depends on the person in front of you and the situation Um that you're in um and so if you if you try and be all those four million different words it's going to be incredibly overwhelming you're going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what on earth you need to be doing so we tried to just like simplify it and tried to think about um a couple of different styles that you can that you can start to think about and start to not even necessarily master but just be more conscious and more deliberate deliberate so I talked a bit about like me having a very kind of coaching approach and so I guess that is about listening um it's about trying to help others figure out the answers to the problems they have in front of them rather than giving them the answer um like the kind of role of coach is like one of the leadership styles we talk about um the kind of 
the the operator is a, is another style that we think about, which is I guess the kind of the operator is the person looking, um, pointing to the door and telling you and giving you instructions on how you're going to actually leave the building. They're the people who are like amazing at taking a goal and figuring out how to actually make it happen, whether it's incredible briefings, um, checking in, project management, that stuff. And then you have the kind of the visionary style, which is that person who's able to kind of create a narrative and create a future and a world that doesn't yet exist and communicate that to people and inspire and 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 see that again the, the vision and so we 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 think about it as um actually all great leaders need to the only thing you really need to master is to understand like what style you need to execute for what situation sometimes you need to be a great visionary sometimes you need to be a great operator sometimes you need to be a great coach and the way that we've thought about how you move between them is essentially by like improving your emotional intelligence so so if actually you if all you do is just think about like what what do I need to be for this person this situation right now um and that's worked really well for me personally like we've always kind of practiced on ourselves before we ever start to kind of create programs for partners and clients and stuff um so I've just found that I find that particularly useful and I've started to think I, I started to think about like does this situation require me to be a visionary does it need me to be an operator I actually used to like when I was first thinking about this I used to write down in my note um in my to-do list before a one-to-one like I used to write the question like what what who what do I need to be today to help this person like perform turns out that was really really useful because it just kept like it kept it top of mind for me and so Mm. back to your question of like what um how do we all figure out what we need to be I think it's being able to make those decisions about who you need to be in any given moment. Okay. So I love that. And, uh, you know, it's clear that the balance of those, those, those three different personas, right. Coach, operator, visionary, maybe is going to be a little bit different this week than it was three weeks ago. And Mm. so as leaders, we need to be agile in thinking about what that balance is. I guess, you know there's two layers to this there is the leader we are to the organization and there's the leader we are to the individual and you know I like what you said about this is not just about CEOs this is about anyone that is leading anyone so I'm in a one-to-one with someone um the fact that we're now having to work virtually Mm. that makes it a little bit harder you know you're you know, video conferencing is amazing. And, you know, we're using Google Hangouts right now to, to, to do this interview, but people are using Zoom, uh, people are using Skype, people are using Microsoft Teams, you know, there's all this amazing technology out there. But I don't personally believe that any of those allow you to get as much of an idea about where someone is and how they're feeling than if you're sitting opposite them looking at them, uh, looking in their eyes, observing their body language, you know, what, um, h- how do we use our emotional intelligence when we're not sitting next to someone, you know, can it, can, can we achieve the same that we would if we were in a coffee shop with someone, um, digitally over a video conferencing setup? Hmm. Do you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of provocative question. Cause I could, do you know, what? I could, argue, I could argue both ways. I could argue that it is, um, the in per- like in person is like wonderful and you can never ever beat it and there's always going to be a role for sitting in a coffee shop with that person um 
I also think there's a role to be played for virtual and remote um, conversations because actually sometimes sometimes the person that you need in that particular moment is not someone who is sitting next to you. It's someone who just happens to be halfway around the world or just happens to be, and it's, I don't mean this in just the context of remote working right now, but just in normal day-to-day life, somehow the person you need is is not necessarily next to you. So I, I could argue both ways. Um, mm. But I think something that I probably, I've, I've had quite a few conversations this week with people who are like, how do I figure out how to do things remotely? And one of the things that has come up for me is that actually um, come, becoming remote, doing these things virtually actually just exposes, um, it will expose weaknesses in your culture and in your leadership style. And actually, and, and it will just ex- expose things in a way that um, maybe weren't as visible before because they could kind of be hidden in in-person interactions and in an office environment. And actually, I think if you're even if, you, if you're asking the question like, how do I make sure that I'm being emotionally intelligent on a on a um, on a one-to uh, on a one-to-one video call? Do you know I have no problem that that person who's leading that is going to do an amazing one-to-one because they're already thinking about like, how do I make this great experience? It's the mm. people who are not thinking about that stuff. Who are actually going to be the most challenged I think during this this time period it's the people who don't have a, a really strong culture and who don't have really strong leaders and who and who do have kind of breaks and things that maybe they weren't aware of I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for all of us is being really honest about where things are not great in our cultures and actually where the attention needs to lie yeah I think you know time of challenge and you know, time of survival, it, 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 it absolutely does expose weaknesses, right? It expose weaknesses in how we work and the processes that we have and our cultures and the way we act and the way that we behave. And, um, you know, I was on a call yesterday and I was trying to say to people, uh, you know, to a bunch of other business owners, let's try and use this as an opportunity, uh, use it as an opportunity to learn what works and learn what doesn't and to try and galvanize people around surviving and making the most of of yeah for, for many people it's going to be a really really challenging and uh, and difficult situation okay so you know you believe that just because we're virtual does not mean that you know we can't uh we can't spot those uh those those reactions we can't use our kind of emotional compass to determine where someone is and what style of leadership they need from us you know your perspective is you know we can achieve that virtually and that's great just as someone that has run um all of our businesses uh not remotely and very much in an office uh it's nice to know that you know you've got confidence that we can recreate that what do we do as leaders ourselves to kind of look after each other in a moment where more demands are going to be put on how we act, how we behave and what our teams need from us. Yeah. Um, I, I, so whether this is useful for anyone else, but the thing that I find the most beneficial is, um, having conversations with people who are in the same, um, uh, facing the same challenges and facing the same predic- predicaments as me. So um, I've spent like actually a huge, huge amount of this week kind of having conversations 
And actually the way that I have navigated how we might approach this situation is by talking to people. Um, and I think there's, I mean, so many of us as, as founders, especially are in such incredible, fortunate positions that, um, we are given kind of groups of people. We're given groups of founders um, and we all support each other. And I'm sure you're part of kind of forum type things. Like I know I have a group of people who I can call up and who I can have a conversation with and I can ask like, what are you guys doing? What's your opinion? How are you tackling this? Um, I feel in a very fortunate position that I can do that. Um, and so that's how I do it is have conversation with other people because I think that's the thing that helps me understand my own um my own thinking process. I think what I always feel so like sad is the wrong word, but what I feel guilty and sad a little bit about is the fact of the non-founders who have that, who don't have those groups, who don't have those safe spaces, who don't have somewhere where they can kind of be incredibly vulnerable and ask the, the stupid question and go, but what about this? Um, and so I would say <clears throat> the thing, if, if someone is, if someone doesn't have that kind of network of people, it feels like over the next kind of week or so, it's about finding those people who you can mm. have those conversations with. Um, and I would love to, I would hope that for so many of us in our businesses, we're spotting those kind of other leaders who maybe don't have those groups and maybe using this as an opportunity to kind of create those groups for them and help them. I'm sure that in all of our businesses, we've got people who actually we could put together to go, look, you guys have a conversation about how you're facing this because I know that that's, that's incredibly important to have that space to do that. Yeah. And, and do you think it's up, up up to us to, you know, be vulnerable in front of our teams and uh, share how we're thinking and feeling in this moment, you know, in, in a hope that that kind of ignites them doing the same with their peers and with those in similar, similar roles that they're in? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think you do. I think that things are, like, I, the, the conversations I've had over the last couple of years are very much around the fact that that the kind of the style of the person, the type of leader that is going to be able to kind of thrive, perform in like this uncertain world, is someone who is willing to go like I don't know all of the answers, and that sometimes scares me a little bit, and and that's okay, and that um, yeah, that's like a really specific approach, and I know that some people they find quite difficult to do that. I've, I've actually in some ways found it more difficult to not always share my vulnerabilities. Um, I find it more easier to kind of be honest. That said, and as I say this, I'm thinking back to a bit of feedback I got a few years ago. That actually wasn't always the case. And someone I worked with um, uh, a few years ago actually did say to me, like, Perry, it's really difficult to work with you because you never seem stressed. Like, you never say things are hard. You're always, like, chirpy about everything and really optimistic. And I think what I learned from that was the actually me being the one kind of being stoic and being the person who could always take on the challenge actually was really unhelpful to her and mm. it didn't help her perform as her best. And what she needed was to have sometimes see me. So again, I think it, I think it's, um, it's often situational dependent. I think it depends on how you go with your team. I think that if, if your style of, if, if someone's leadership has for the last few years been a certain way, and then it gets to this particular moment in time and they suddenly choose this time to be incredibly vulnerable, like that's going to be, that's going to be taken a certain way. I actually don't think that's a bad thing, but it will just be, um, it will be different. So yes, but I'd love to know what, what you think about that um, and, how, and how you're thinking about that with your own team. Yeah. Look, I think for me, 
I have two words in my head at the moment, which is clear and calm. Mm-hmm. And I always try and adopt a style of leadership that paints me as a human, mm-hmm. that paints me as someone that is vulnerable and feels things and is imperfect. And I do think that that's insanely valuable in these moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one side, which is, you know, hey guys, I'm not enjoying this. I'm struggling with this as well. I feel anxious about it. I'd rather be in the office, all of those things. Mm. And then the other side, which is there are moments where I need to be really clear in my communication and I need to be calm in what I'm suggesting to the team. There, sh- mm. there needs to be no opportunity for confusion for people not being clear on what the priority is and what isn't the priority. Uh, You know, especially when a lot of us have got to be agile and move quickly and adapt business models and, um, you know, unfortunately look for costs that we need to get rid of. You know, there are some hard decisions that we have to make. And so, you know, in those moments, clarity and calmness are the Mm -hmm. kind of two words that I'm trying to I'm trying to keep top of mind the entire time and make sure that that's not just me. That's all the leaders that we've got in our business. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, and I love that. I think there's, there's two really important traits. Um, and I think the challenge is actually, how do you, how do you lead when you actually don't, you feel neither, you don't feel calm and you don't feel um, clarity and you don't feel any of those things. And I think that becomes then such a, interesting challenge for leaders is like if you don't feel like that but that's how you need to kind of portray yourself like how do you deal with that I mean I again I go back to something I said right at the beginning which is just like sometimes it can feel really overwhelming to be a leader because you need to be both um you need to be so many different things however I think one very simple like way of getting over that is to not think of yourself as the only leader in the business there are other leaders and actually the like the real fine art is collecting a group of people for whom they have different different strengths. So for some people in our leadership team are kind of much stronger visionaries and other ones are much stronger coaches, other ones are stronger operators. And actually the act of that group of people, kind of collecting that group of people who have those different strengths also enables you as a leader. Sometimes, do you know what, if you need to take like a, a back seat for a meeting or if you need someone else to kind of support you I find that kind of collection of the collect a collection of leaders also being super important in these times and again that kind of goes back to your question of like how can we support each other I think it's about understanding where we are all strongest and weakest and again at this moment in time I'm sure it's very it, all of us have worked together with people for so long we know we know where people's strengths are and it's about using that and so actually if it's about hosting meetings with two of you rather than one of you because actually you know that you're the person maybe who always brings this point of view and someone else can bring something differently I, I don't subscribe to like the one visionary genius leader in companies I just don't believe that that's true and even though we've, we've had we have this culture where there's so many kind of icons of business where there's kind of one name on the masthead um, I think the reality of those businesses, they would never have succeeded if there was a lone genius. Mm. Like the power of those businesses are actually the group of leaders that have been assembled. So I think there's something something really powerful in that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you say that. I think, you know, one of the things that I bang on about is that, you know, leadership is not a person. It is a behavior. And, 
definitely in this moment, we want to try and build organizations where as many people are, as possible are showing leadership behavior, you know, looking after others, teaching, rallying people around objectives, um, being a support, being a good listener, all of those things. I think the final area that I want to touch on is, is about kind of time frame, because in this moment, we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation for. And I think for many people that like, they like clarity, they like certainty, not knowing the length of, 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 of how long we're going to be where we are is, is pretty anxiety inducing. And so one of the things that I've been thinking about from a leadership perspective is how do we create some endurance because this could be a month, but it could be longer. And so, you know, we, we need to, we need to play a game that allows us to keep moving for potentially an extended period of time. How are you kind of thinking about creating that leadership endurance? Yeah, it's a, um, it's a good question. And I feel like the, um, I don't know, the only answer or the answer that I, um, we're thinking about and have always thought about is just that notion of kind of being agile um, and just responding to what's in front of you right now. Um, I've always thought there's so many wonderful lessons that leaders can learn from product managers, um, everything from um, the way to organize teams, the way to balance sprints. I think there's a huge amount that we can learn and we can take from products right now um, and apply to that. Um, so yeah, there's what there's one thing there is around being agile and the kind of like notion of being an agile leader, being someone who is able to um, not just switch styles, but also just rapidly change and adapt to whatever is needed in front of them. Um, but then I think something that some of the guys in um, our team, um, Adil, my co-founder, talks about a lot is the idea of um, is looking at what we can learn from sport as well. And so I think mm. we're thinking kind of like that. So in sport, there are the reality is, is there are periods when you're in training and you're resting and you're um, and there are periods when you're on the pitch and you're giving everything um, and there is kind of a cadence between those two things you cannot possibly expect someone to be in the, the mode in the zone in the headspace in the way that they are on the pitch in the same way as they are you can't do that for longer than a certain period of time because so there has to be these waves and so I think that the challenge for all of us for the next kind of couple of weeks couple of months is getting that cadence right because we can't push can't push our teams every single minute of every single day for always and expect them to perform that just literally is not possible so it's going to be I think the challenge for us all and is to work out the rhythm of when people are kind of um, giving everything and then when they are resting and 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 how those kind of time periods work so yeah that's the I think that's how I'm thinking about it what about yeah. you yeah, I think the same. I'm so glad you used the sporting analogy. You know, it is about a it is about finding a cadence, and so finding time for rest. Right in a time when people are going to be cancelling holidays, we still need to uh, disconnect and 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 kind of and de-stress and and charge ourselves back up. So we need to find that time for rest. We need to find that time for training. So uh, personal development remains a priority. This is a great opportunity for for learning and for reading and for online courses and 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 all of that kind of great stuff. So let's use that opportunity. And yeah, there's going to be moments in this period where we're going to need to step on the pitch and perform. Mm -hmm. And and so making sure we've still got 
that those kind of three elements throughout the weeks and months that are ahead and that we're not just trying to be on the pitch all day and every day and performing at 110% because, you know, you and I both know that that's a, that's a quick road to burnout. Mm. So the, yeah. the, la- the last thing I want to end on is a couple of tips, a couple of thoughts, a couple of takeaways, two, three, whatever, whatever makes sense to you on specifically leaders out there listening uh, wherever they are most likely at home we hope at home being at home is, is the safe the safe place right now if you're in a pub get up leave your pint walk out the door please um what are the what are the couple of things that the advice that you would give in terms of adapting their leadership style for this for this moment um god I like the immense pressure to say something incredibly wise now and it might not be that wise at all um I think there's uh I think we would be amiss to not acknowledge how difficult this is going to be for many of us as leaders as individuals as people like this is it's going to be a it's going to be a challenging period and so actually the challenge is going to be in not just firefighting um because as much as we all say and Theoretically, I, we all know that learning is important and giving time for ourselves is important. When it's re- it can be really hard to remember that in the moment. Um, it can be really hard to remember all the things that you know about how you work well or how you perform well or how you look after your mental health in that moment, especially as on businesses, pressures are just going to get bigger. Um, and so I, I think there's something there which is around making sure that you're um, – we're all remembering the things that theoretically we know are important – the challenge is putting them into practice. Mm. Um, so I think that's a challenge for all of us over the next kind of couple of weeks. Um, I, I think um, it's never been it's never been harder, but it's also never been more important. I feel like what the world needs right now is people who are able and willing to step up. And for some of some of us, that's much e- that's easier than others because maybe we've got practice, maybe we've got experience, maybe we've um, uh, maybe it's something that we're motivated by, whatever. And there are going to be people out there who are just, for their own personal reasons, do you know what, are going to have to put themselves front and centre and not be able to think about leading others. And I think in this time, we just need to think, we need to think about that carefully. And mm. I would hope that anyone who does feel kind of confident and capable enough of stepping up, like it's an opportunity to do so. Because um, mm. things will get better. And and and, and this time is just a, a blip in history. And we will create um, a much the world that we, the world that comes out of this will be much grander, much better. So I think there's there's something there which is that it might it might be difficult, but it is also going to be incredible. And there's a do you know what actually mate? And uh, I'm not ever going to be able to communicate this in the same way as the incredible rabbi that I'm picturing in the video that I will talk about. There's an amazing video of a um, of a rabbi who talks about a lobster. And how um, stress basically makes the the lobster. The reason lobsters grow is because they get bigger um, and they push against their shell, and their shell eventually breaks. But then the lobster is able to grow because the shell is broken. And it's like an incredible analogy of the fact that stress can be like one of the most motivating powers for change. And so, actually, I hope that for anyone, I hope that people are thinking about the fact that this will be a moment to like change and make things better. 
um, which sounded incredibly worthy as I was saying that. And I now I'm like, oh God, it's so no, I love it. I love it. There you, ha- there, there you have it. Be more of a lobster. <laughs> Thirty-five minutes of conversation, and that's what we bring it down to. Uh, <laughs> And and with that, I have to I have to I guess bring today's episode uh, to a close. I want to thank uh, Perry so much for joining us today. Thank you, Perry. I hope I hope you've enjoyed having this 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 slightly bizarre remote conversation <laughs> with me. It's been amazing. No, I, 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 it's been great to hear your thoughts. And again, I think it's um the all the only thing that we can do at the moment is have good conversations. That that's what will get that's what will get us through it. Yeah, so true. You're um, you're incredibly wise, and and as always, I've got to thank Mel, who is behind some virtual glass because we're not sitting in our studio. I'm going to thank my bedroom for for hosting me today and letting me record uh, within it. And uh, to all of you listening along, I hope at home we really appreciate uh, you spending the time and uh, coming on this journey with us. I, I hope you're all safe. I hope you're all well. I hope you're all uh, taking the necessary precautions. As ever, and probably more important than ever before, if there's stuff you'd like us to be talking about, uh, please do drop us a line. We're at Join Charlie on Twitter. I'm at Gately. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Um, my name is Ben Branson Gately, and I've been your host. And this has been the Culture Ops Podcast. Mm-hmm.